Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the WIBC hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right, chicksontheright.com. Mock joins us. Hello. Hello, lovely lady. How are you? I'm good. Happy birthday. Oh, Thank you. Thank sweet. you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, you can send nudes to at Hammer and Nigel <laughs> on Twitter, Mock. Um <laughs> Let's get into the blank show that was over the weekend. I mean, we had a little bit of everything going on. We had people pulling fire alarms. We had people fighting about Ukraine funding. uh, The craziness of keeping the government open. I just want to get your opinion on everything you saw. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think you described it best in terms that, you know, we can't really say on the air, but it really was like a really, really busy news weekend. And I think my for sure my favorite part of all of it was the fire alarm incident like that was (laughs) amazing. And my favorite part about that is the spin by so many Democrats who have decided that they don't have a problem with openly admitting that they're morons. They just keep keep tweeting out pictures of like signs that were in the um, little area that that Bowman pulled the fire fire alarm in. And they're saying things like, well, look at how confusing this sign is. And I'm like, we've known how fire alarms work since we were in kindergarten. And Bowman, of all people, should know because he was a school principal. So for him to pretend that he's like, I thought it was going to open the door. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So either the excuse is one of two things. Either you did this intentionally and you were trying to sabotage a vote, or you're quite possibly the most ignorant man I've ever seen in my life. One or two of those is the excuse. Neither one of them is good. No, neither one of them is good. Did you guys see um, AOC using it by saying he had a moment of panic trying to escape <laughs> the vestibule. That's what she actually said. Even That's Jake Tapper, I was watching that interview. Jake Tapper was like completely perplexed. So when you got <laughs> when you get, when you get a quizzical look from Jake Tapper, like no wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's when you know it's a bunch of BS. And we all know, look, the Democrats did not want this vote to happen because they wanted the government to shut down because they wanted to blame Republicans. Right. But I think some of them were like, well, doesn't it always hold that the the party in power is who gets blamed? So I think there was probably a little bit of that in, in actually getting this to go through the way that it did. But I got to tell you, I I said it in our morning show this morning that I I don't know. You know, I know that Matt Gates and uh, Kevin McCarthy are like really, really sparring and that there's probably going to be this motion to vacate Kevin McCarthy this week. I just genuinely don't even know where I stand on that because I'm so sick of all of them. Like, I just feel like the entire Republican Party is in such disarray right now that I'm that I, I just want to wash my hands of all of them. I do see where Matt Gates is like, he's like, look, the House Speaker kind of cut this backdoor 
deal with Democrats on Ukraine funding and then came back here. And I know there's no funding for Ukraine in this stopgap thing. But when you got when you got um, uh, uh, Schumer out there and like he was gleefully saying, oh, this right. is a bipartisan stopgap. Trust me, there's going to be more funding. Uh, when Chuck Schumer's happy about something, it doesn't make me <laughs> feel good at all, Mock. No, I, I totally agree. And and most of the time when I hear Matt Gates making his points, I'm like, yeah, that makes absolute complete sense. But then again, I just I look at just the fact that he's not really moving the needle and likely won't with this motion. And so then I go back to, my God, this is just a huge waste of time and it's not accomplishing anything and it's not helping pass any legislation. And it's just infighting and i'm so sick of it doesn't it show though that i think as the times change you know as the years go by there's two different types of republicans now and i think it took donald trump and his win in 2016 to really showcase this there are the establishment folks that you know they hate change they want to remain in power they're big government big spending even though there's an r next to their name and then there's a pocket group they call themselves the Freedom Caucus, uh, they feel like it's time for this swamp to be drained, and that includes Republicans. We need to focus on America first. I think the movement is behind the latter group there. They just don't have the numbers. Does that make sense, Mock? It totally makes sense. But what's interesting, too, is that Trump is on the other side of them. So if you look at like who he's supporting in this fight, he's all in behind McCarthy. And so it's really just this super interesting split because Trump, you would think, would be leading you know, the charge behind the Freedom Caucus because that's where his base lies, but he's not. And so that throws a whole different wrench into everything that's happening in Republican politics right now. Like, it's really getting interesting. And then on top of that, you throw in this announcement that's taking place next week of RFK running as an independent and I don't even know what next year is going to look like. It is going to be so, so crazy. So who does that hurt? Because we were having this debate over the weekend because yep. at first glance, you would think, well, he's going to take votes away from the Democrat. But the more that I think about this, Mock, I'm not so sure about that um, because Donald Trump is a guy that so desperately has to win over people who hate his guts. And I think because Joe Biden's such a disaster, there were people lined up to be grudgingly vote for Trump because even though he is unlikable, they thought the country was better. But now they've got another option. So who do you think this hurts? It's so interesting because we had that exact same conversation on our show this morning and neither one of us felt like we were solidly on either side of that debate because it's true. Like if you think about just historically who third party candidates hurt, it's the incumbent. And so it seems to You know, it makes sense, especially because he is ostensibly also a Democrat and he's simply moving to be an independent because the Biden administration is ignoring the fact that he exists. So he's like, nope, you're not going to ignore me. I'll just I'll just go out against you. And so you would think that just the math would work against Joe Biden. But for all the reasons that you just gave, 
Um, this is a huge out for a lot of people who cannot stand either candidate, who think that they're both too old, too unlikable, too damaging, and too divisive. And so now, all of a sudden, they have RFK Jr., who is a Democrat and who many of his policies I absolutely cannot stand. But there are going to be people who are sick and tired of Trump's crap and sick and tired of Biden's destruction of the country who are just desperate for a third option and will compromise some of their dislikes about RFK's policies and go with him. And by and the way, I don't know yeah. who it's going to hurt more. Well, here, big picture for the Democrats. When you talk about, you mentioned it earlier, the split, the fracture in the Republican Party. The Democrats are a unified front. Are they not? Yep. I mean, that's a one big advantage that they have. They are all in. They might not say it out loud because I don't think a lot of Democrats want Joe Biden to run, but they are certainly a unified front. Without question. And that that helps them yes. a great deal. But I mean, think of I know that a lot of traditional Democrats do not like RFK. They, you know, they've done a good job as painting him as like this weird, wacky conspiracy theorist and an anti-vaxxer. But when you listen to him actually talk about those things and explain himself, I and, and if he has more of a platform and an opportunity to do that, he is going to bring a lot of people over to his cause. And I just don't have a good sense. I wish I did about who that will impact more. I just think it's going to go. I mean, there is a possibility he could win. I mean, mm. You know what I mean? Because think about this. Never in the entire history of politics in this country have people been universally more against the dual party system than they are right now. True. And so if there was ever a year for an independent to break out and actually shake things up, especially one like RFK Jr., who is so determined to end corruption in politics, Man, this is the year. And if you're somebody that's a Trump supporter, the reason I think you keep an eye on this is because the pathway to winning the Electoral College, to winning the presidential election, is very small for Donald Trump. I mean, if he wins some of these swing states, yes, absolutely. But Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, Arizona, these are states that Donald Trump has to win. And on election night, there has to be a cushion because you know what's going to happen when all the mail-in votes come in. And if you've got some folks folks deciding to jump ship and go with RFK Jr., I think this hurts Donald Trump a little bit more just because the margin of error is so thin for him to win the presidency. I mean, you it's a solid, solid point. And it's why, you know, it's why it's just going to be probably the most exciting election year this country has ever seen. Like, this is going to be a crap show of epic proportions. And it's just going to be entertaining to watch, even though, of course, at the same time, it's like depressing as hell because it's our country at stake. <laughs> So, you know, the the commentator, you know, and our jobs make this a very exciting time. But but yeah, it, there's a lot riding on this election. It's everybody gets sick and tired of hearing this is the most important election of our lifetimes. But man, it's sure shaping up that way. And speaking of crap shows of epic proportions, how about that GOP primary debate last Ooh. week? <laughs> oh my god. I was so mad. I was screaming at like so many different parts of that debate. It was such it was such a waste of time. And so I think what made me the maddest was Dana Perino's closing question, because I was just so disappointed in her 
for asking such a ridiculous question, like, who are you going to vote off the island that's on stage with you right now? I was so grossed out by that. Um, but, yeah, the entire thing was just a, it was a it was an easy win for Donald Trump by not that's being it. there. He ended up, you know, looking great as a result. Mock, check her out. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right, chicksontheright.com. Macarena, we appreciate your time, love. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you.